Hello and welcome back to Evolve. On this episode, I talked to Split Misa about their upcoming albums and how Jack and the Beanstalk relates to anti-establishment. Tell me a little bit about the band. When did you together and why? Why did you decide to? To be fair, we've had a lot in my school since like around year seven. I started guitar lessons in year seven, so I haven't been doing it for as long as like other people have, but I started then, uh, since then I got into like a few joke groups because we were like kids yeah, and we were like, oh yeah, what if, what if we were in a band? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that and then formed into me and three other people kind of doing a proper thing. And then it wasn't that interesting because all we did was like, oh, okay, so we're a band now, cool. And then we didn't do anything for like two years. But the, the band came about just because, it was actually luck because... um. John, who's the bandmate who's like been here the longest with me. The the reason he got here is because he literally just bust into the practice room one day and was like, have you heard the new Paul McCartney album? And then we all told him to go away because none of us liked Paul McCartney at the time because that was when he just released Egypt Station. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, we, we were all like, please shut up. Yeah, we were a bit more, uh, I don't know what it was like, but we were a bit stupider back then, <laughs> I think. But, I respect yeah, his confidence just to yeah. end the practice room and be like, guys, listen to this. And then you're all like, mm, no, <laughs> and then he's still but in the band now. We did, my friend Dave, who was in the band, he was like the drummer before I was. He was pretty impressed by our thing that John wrote with me. It, it was really basic. It's like a chord progression in A minor. It's like not, not difficult. But yeah, he was quite impressed. And we were like, hey, maybe we should give him a shot. And that's basically how he joined. Uh, and then Dave left. And then we, me and John, have been like a duo for the rest of the the couple of years that we've been a band. Probably about two years now. We've just together, and yeah, it's, it's it's pretty interesting what we come up with. But now we have a basis, which is basically like had a stable band, but it's not actually been stable for that long. I would say because we've only been together for like three months or something, like properly as a, a three piece. But it's a, it's a big history. It's not very. Uh, easy to explain so you know it would have to take uh, probably take up the entirety of this interview just to explain that'd be interesting though um do you remember the words seeming so back in year eight the thing is we were really scared back then to we knew that we were good at guitar and we knew we were good at like playing i was good at playing drums but we didn't go any further than that like we did write lyrics and they're probably like on paper somewhere but we never like showed them to anyone or like sung them for anything because we just didn't, we didn't think we were that good. We were like, okay, maybe we should just stick to like improving the guitar and you know how we work with that stuff. But now we've actually, I think the earliest thing I can remember was oh, this is going to be such a brag. When I was on a plane to Prague in twenty nineteen, when I wrote the infamous song in the band that's kind of become an inside joke called Society. It's about as descriptive as you can uh, you can get it. But yeah, when we were on the plane there, I wrote that. And the one lyric that I can remember from that is pick up your damn crisp packets. That's basically the, that's what's become the inside joke. We've just been pick up the crisp packets. Our band has a lot of inside jokes. It's pretty funny. There's not many words that I can remember from early stuff, uh, mainly just like the most recent stuff, like with our new, newest projects and stuff like that. So was the song Society quite like an environmental ballad or was it just a satire? Oh, no. um, so what is like 2019, early 2019, we were both very into like, grunge and punk um like 
that sort of like Green Day, like the really stereotypical stuff like Green Day, Nirvana, because we were like, like, you know, we were a bit young. So we were like, oh, yeah, let's listen. Let's make a song that's like Green Day. And then it's like, oh, it's pretty fast. Oh, yes, there's John. Hello. He's connecting. We wrote Society as just a thing that was like government bad. I think this was before Boris became prime minister, but let's not get into that. But we were like, government ain't good. Let's let's write a song about it. And it was, I mean, it was about as bad as you could as expect it. Cause it was, oh yeah, we don't like what they're doing with the the climate change and stuff. Like, it's it was very surface level. Well, anti-establishment, like. Yeah, yeah, Chris Packett. That's the inside joke. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, hi, John. Hello, Hello John. <laughs> He's Hello. here. We're just talking about society. Yeah, that um, song that I wrote. I remember society very well. <laughs> I think Chris Packham actually came for a talk um, when I was in my first year at uni and I went to see him. And I was surprised by how tall he was. And he swore, which I never would have expected. Oh, well, I'm six foot two almost. So, oh, you know, yeah. another tall person. I'm the lamppost of the band, apparently. <laughs> That's what they've labelled me. Yeah, and then John is the short. I am very short. <laughs> he is short. But a lamppost in one of those like fire hydrants. Oh yeah, <laughs> precisely. We were talking about what song we can remember the first thing to. Do you remember any songs that are earlier than Society? Because I know you had a few songs that were it before that. It was the A minor thing, wasn't it? Oh, so the A minor thing. We never developed it. We never developed. We just had this one called Progression, and that's technically our oldest song. But I, I mean, we have that. We have the two. We had um, Society, and we had Typewriter. Oh, typewriter sounds really interesting. Yeah, typewriter we're putting on the next album. But ah, we, yes, promotion. Yeah. Oh yeah, we. Um, well, that's what this we, is for. Yeah, true. <laughs> we had um yeah we we had society and typewriter, um, and I remember like I think they came around at, at about the same time. I think. Yeah. Um, I I mean one came a little bit before I think, but I can't remember which. So what? typewriter about like what's the backstory there um i was well i don't know i just found out that um writing brick uh riff rock was a fun thing to do and what didn't wasn't something that required much thought at the time so i was kind of happy with that and we'd be recently getting into like punk i guess at again the time. yeah again so what <laughs> kind of punk bands obviously you've said nirvana but who else? Well, uh, I, I mainly, yeah, I was mainly referring to Green Day as the punk band. Yeah, that we really, yeah to. Green, Day, Green Day was what we were looking at at that point. And yeah, I guess kind of came a bit later after that. You were the one who brought like Nirvana into our band. You were like, yeah. hey, look, Coco Bean. I was quite obsessed. Yeah, you uh, were. When I was 14, I was obsessed with Coco Bean. Like, weirdly obsessed with him. Uh, no, I don't think John was weirdly obsessed. He was just like, I wrote a one chord song. Let's let's play it because why not? Um, but yeah, I, I think no, I think society came before typewriter because I think you wrote typewriter like just after. Yeah, like, we, I just we remember let, coming up. Yeah, I remember. I just remember coming up with the riff back in year eight at some point, and uh, the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, now. You... Sorry, oh, I was, <laughs> was going to say, but now we've revived it for another a chance because it's actually a decent song. Um, yeah. We found out, but yeah. Yeah, and like the band has more structure now. Um, yeah, true. How did you come up with the band's name? Oh no, this is a rabbit uh, hole. That's <laughs> I put all, all of them. All of them are. 
We get to crit. <laughs> yeah, band names. I'll I'll start. I have. I think we yesterday we wrote down all of yeah. the band oh, names. That I we've remember. Ever done. I, rem I remember them all. Oh yeah. Do you want to say them and then I'll explain yeah. like what the hell? So you had happened. like a series yeah. of band names. Oh yeah, yeah no, no. So, right, list so them off and then I'll explain yeah. each one. There were the first two that I wasn't around for. That was just you and then uh yeah yeah a few other like people and Dave and stuff um but there was the first two um which i think were both your idea which was yeah the o -ring, in the o-rings oh yeah the radio devils oh yeah that was those but are good the first two and then oh yeah so the, think... the o-rings the o-rings was like the first one that we, we came up with <laughs> oh uh, basically I I came up with a very nice rocket pun because rockets have I was I was a bit of a smart can I say can I swear uh yeah uh, I was yeah. I was a bit I was a bit of a smart ass so I was like oh oh rockets have o-rings on them it's like a thing to stop fuel from leaking out I only knew that because um apparently that's what caused the one of the space shuttles to like just like blow up mid launch or whatever um and i was like oh yeah we're the o-rings because rockets have o-rings and we're gonna rock it that's an intelligent observation but when i heard o-rings i just thought of onion rings yeah that's what, what everyone else everyone does thinks. that's yeah. what everyone else says um, <laughs> um but no it's like we're we're gonna rock it because yeah that's cool it a, though it's a really no it wasn't it was cool for the time but I mean, it, I think it, if you had that inside knowledge then it'd be cool yeah i just i think it's a bit too niche yeah that's the thing and then radio devils was just because we were tired and we were like what what's yeah. that and again we were all like punk influence what sounds really edgy and and punk yeah. oh yeah radio devils um what's the next got, few we kind of reformed because well yeah we, you guys like the original band split up and then yeah david recently heard like the a minor song that i wrote and realized that i might actually be a competent musician <laughs> Um, and so when that band split up, you guys um, invited me in, and that's when we became banned. Yeah, but oh, I, yes, I banned. I wasn't happy with that one. Wait, B a n n d e d. No, it was it was like banned as in like you're banned from something. Yeah, but... still, yeah, I can still hear like the like punk in that. I, I'm yeah, exactly. Stills for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that was mainly Dave's idea. Like I yeah, kind of said it. It was it was his dad's site. Yeah, yeah. His, then, uh, me and Dave's dad were like really in contact. But then like we went around to um one of it's like his dad had connections with one of the like practice studios things in our town, um Lincoln. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, we we went there for a few times to do some practices with me and Dave. And there's a few videos on my Instagram. But um yeah his dad i said it and his dad was like yeah that sounds really cool you should use that and i was like oh okay cool um but yeah band was a bit of a yeah again it, it, it was it was good for the it was good for like maybe what we were going for but yeah it's it's not good anymore in my opinion yeah. and then there was gone there was there was there was test subject for about a week oh that was that your was, idea yeah and then there was sawdust which was my idea for the album name I, but, I like that for an album. Yeah, yeah. Like, we changed that to the band name and said, "Yeah, uh, isn't that then... when? Isn't that when? Uh, yeah, basically, th I think this was when uh, like temp drummer like Oscar he joined for a bit because Dave yeah. left again. And we um, were going to make a concept album. Yeah, that's true. And, and then what was it? And then it was Crime Against Humanity for a week, which I so much. 
I so much punk. That as a joke, and you and went, then I took it seriously. Yeah, yeah, and then and then it was Wipeout twenty four seven. Not because oh, we I, went, we're not, not because surf we rock. went surf rock, but yeah. it was because. Uh, it, I I don't know actually I I had no choice in that. I think we was... I think we just wanted change. I think we just wanted to change it, but we couldn't think of anything good to change it to, like. And then I th- what was after Wipeout? It was uh... it was Black Black Star after Wipeout. Oh yeah, Black Star. And That's the second to last name. It was that was just way too uh... Uh, like known because like there's a David Bowie album. There's the Amp series. There's. Uh, the song by Radiohead song. I think you should make a song <sighs> listing or like referring back to all of these potential band names. I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, and then like just uh, refer to them. I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then the... probably be more personal to the band. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. Personal songs are always good, but then now we've landed on uh, Split, Split Meter, the okay, greatest I, I, name. I'm happy with that. Yeah, wow. I, I think that's. That was our. Um, Oh yeah, we were talking with our music teacher in the practice room, uh, and we were we showed him one of our songs, which was uh, in like, it's it's called Sinking Feeling. It's on our first album, and it's okay. it's a weird like mix. It's... it's like it starts in eleven eight, it goes to like a chorus verse thing in seven four, and then finishes in like a really heavy four four thing. What um, and then it's, it's, oh, it's, basically it's time signatures. It's like how many beats are in the bar so like 11 is there's you count 11 and then seven you count so but yeah i showed it to, we showed it to the music teacher and he was like oh, i wonder you should you might be able to call one of your you might be able to call like your band something related to music and i was like oh that might be a cool idea so then me and john went i don't know if we, we i don't think we came up with it on the same day but me and john like went into like maths or something i forgot what our next lesson after that was and we kind of like brain yeah, but we kind of brainstormed ideas for like, oh, yeah, we could do like something to do with meter because like that's what it's called in music, the meter of like the music. Um, and then what if, and if referring to time signatures, what if it was called split meter because we don't always do stuff that's like in the regular one, two, three, four kind of thing. Yeah. So that's basically we're, how we're, it happened. We're scientists with rhythm. This is true. That's our cat. That's our little slogan. All music is an experiment, and I like the fact that you've got the word split there because even that is like a defiance in itself. It kind of yeah back to the whole punk vibe and like, garage like, rock like, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you, you've got message in your songs. Do you think yeah you use your songs to be political, not like to spread ideology, but just to question certain things or like make Ooh, sure, that is a big one. We, we use metaphors. Oh yeah, metaphors. Like, I don't think we like question anything very like literally. I don't think. Well, I mean, I I did do that once, but we cut it out. Um, but like we don't. I guess we don't like challenge exactly like very specific issues. We just um, kind of use metaphors to portray some issues going on. In oh our, yeah, I have an example of that with just um, like the own stuff. Yeah, with our. For this is well in the second album that we're working on we do still do that but the biggest example i can think of is um basically this is i'm going to dive into the rabbit hole of the song that we wrote called travelers flu which is like the second to last track um basically uh, i wrote a song about um the whole like i still didn't make it like about it but i wrote like a dystopian kind of like um covid but even worse 
uh, Wait, type what? situation. That's why. That's no. That's my song. The song that I wrote. That then you wrote like because you wrote Travelers for like shortly after that. Obviously, I'm not saying it wasn't inspired, oh, yeah, but like yeah. I wrote like that that song, and then you went off, and then you came back like a week later with Travelers Flu, um, and I was like, that's kind of. Um, um, it wasn't supposed to be a COVID song. No, it wasn't. But I'm saying that that the song that I wrote was like kind of based off what was happening at the end of like 2020, yeah. um, and then like the uh, it's like Traveler's Flu is like very. It sounds to me, it sounds like a very dystopian kind of future, uh, lyric wise. Uh, obviously, John is the one who wrote most of it, so he can confirm or deny whatever I'm saying. But yeah, to me, kind of. Yeah. But like it talks about like take your pills in the form of food. It's like you know, very. I just like you wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's, most of the lyrics were right. We just like, but uh, uh, behind it, you could probably find some meaning. What I find myself doing is like interpreting my own lyrics, like after I've written them, rather than while I'm writing them, because yeah. like. I don't think anyone can like write lyrics and be like, this is the only meaning to th these lyrics. Like, I think that it's all down to subjective interpretation, in my personal opinion. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I think everything is subjective. I mean, you could argue that red is yellow, you know? It, it's yeah, zero equals one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think as long as, you know, we all attach certain meanings to something and then get yeah. what we need to from it, then that's what matters. For me, I'm slightly different though. I, I do believe in that, but then uh, in some of the stuff I I write, um, I do have so it's not like an agenda or anything, but I do sort of have like what I would want the song to be, and that's like Jesus. Sorry about that, but I I do have a meeting myself about what I want the songs to be about, and that's what that's what helps me like write it properly instead of just oh, yeah. having different ideas and then. Or writing them down so i like to have a theme whenever i'm writing but that doesn't mean that that's the default meaning of the song because i'll go back and listen to it, i'll be like oh this could mean that and that and then other stuff like that so again it's i i agree it's well, it's about like um interpretation of what you think is the right like answer to it yeah i mean i think if you had to consider everyone else's interpretations and then incorporate that into a song it would be yeah you, that's it, true i think your head would explode you just would not be able to fit it into a certain rhythm at all yeah true but like it'd be nice to explore like different people's minds and perspectives in song but i think you have to stick true to a meaning in order to make it flow that's very true i think i, um, I mean i just you know you listen to like lyrics like um of early bob dylan and everything and i think that people have written like entire books about like trying to break down what the hell he was talking about but i don't think he really knew yeah um, I think we're not comparing it. ourselves to bob dylan not again <laughs> you don't like bob dylan do you no and i i don't it's not i'm not Why gonna not? get started on this but oh, okay. i just i i just think his his style is is not my taste like you know it's just well, I, I prefer again like it's objective some people will yeah be. i'm not saying that you oh i'm yeah i'm not saying you shouldn't listen to bob dylan i'm just saying my taste is more like uh not bob dylan <laughs> uh, my taste is very varied and kind of weird like on some bands you've got like king gizzard and the wizard lizard wizard lizard nah, whatever lizard wizard um and then on the other side you've got like more indie uh artists or not i say indie like they're small but like you know other artists like cave town and other other stuff like that so i have a very wide spectrum of like what the hell i listen to um but yeah, I I I like to take inspiration and then also I like to leave 
some lyrics that I write just up to anyone's like mind to one. I mean, that's what Ohm the Rambler is, right? It's literally just oh, gibberish, well, that, but it means well, no, something. No, that's, that doesn't mean anything. That's just screaming. <laughs> it could it could mean something, but Ohm's you know, be therapeutic something. to someone if they need like a good scream off. Yeah, true. <laughs> We've got everything for everyone. Well, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was about to ask you, like, as musicians, as musicians, what sets you apart from the rest? But they, like, we've got music uh, for everyone. I it's, guess it's it's not. It, yeah, I I think that's one of. I think the one thing that sets us apart is that you know, the fact that we're like a, a quite a lot younger than a lot of other bands that are doing like you know similar. I'm not saying that you need to be older to you know be that sort of complex musician, but it's kind of showing that as long as you have like the ambition and the you know obviously the resources to record it are also vital like we've gotten quite lucky that we've had like you know macbooks and decent mic equipment from john so as long as even that even as long as you have the ambition and like the like the, the pure drive to create stuff it doesn't matter how complex or simple it is you, you can and like it doesn't matter what other people think you can still create what you want to um for other people's to uh, other people to enjoy uh i think that's what one of our main points is i think because like you know we started off very ba like basic in quotation marks like we were writing like five or six like four or five chord punk songs uh at first and now we've kind of evolved kind of, into we haven't ever written a blues song have we no we, ne we never but um basically yeah we've we've evolved from like that sort of thing all the way up to like this sort of thing we're experimenting with different like basically we're doing like a beatles we're just like we're experimenting things not caring like how it would sound like you know if we play if we were supposed to play it to other people um like you know live and stuff so we, we we're kind of i guess it's like it doesn't matter how old you are like you know where you're starting from you can always do what as long as you put in enough effort you can always put in um and put in a hundred percent, you can always get what you want uh, as a result. Hopefully, if you work hard, like it's obviously requires a lot of hard work. But if you want to achieve that desired result, you can probably do it with a lot of work, which we've done a lot of work to get this sort of album concept thing out. So, yeah. Also, we like messing with rhythm. Enjoy that. True. That yeah, that's true. But yeah, it it, it you know, and I think another selling point is that you know, we kind of don't really care about you know getting obviously we do market our stuff and you know put it on instagram and stuff like that but you know we we do it mainly just to show that people that you can enjoy making music and not always care about what how good it does with spotify streams and like you know like obviously growing an audience is crucial which is what we're trying to do anyway but the the main part is like the people you connect with not what numbers you see on the spotify for artists screen um and i've i've had a little community because i used to do a lot of like streaming uh different games and music and stuff um and they really like the music that we've made so far and they're like the like you know it's better to have like 10 or 12 consistent people who like your stuff than like promoting it in my opinion obviously once you get to a certain level you you need to start like I don't know what it is. I haven't, we haven't got there yet. So it's like experience, but I like having just like the 15 people that listen to our songs a lot. Um, they're very nice and they're very supporting. Yeah. I um, get messages from people like in Brazil and stuff like occasionally like listening cool. to our music and it's just, it's just, it's just a nice feeling to like, yeah. 
be recognized i guess by some people like at the end of the day it's not about like oh your song got 500 streams it's about who who were behind those who were behind like the 500 like who was listening to it and like what did they think of it and like you know stuff like that yeah, it's about yeah, who I'm... is taking the time to interpret your music. Yeah, and exactly. Come back to it and like have that enough like patience to you know care. I guess like to go. And yeah, that's true. It. Yeah, it's really nice just to see people because like when we released a, a penny for your thoughts, we like we were like okay, we'll do because it was actually it was a relatively rushed one. Usually, you leave like a month for stuff to get released, but we were like, oh, maybe we should like just like lay it back a bit and just promote it to the people that like we're friends with and a lot of them were like really like enjoying it a few people that i talked to like sharing it with like their friends and stuff which was really nice and yeah uh, to bring that back to like what says us apart it's like you know we're trying to before we try and go out of the blue and like spend lots of money on promoting and all of that stuff we're just trying to grow like that base good like you know very close following that will hopefully last for for a while um like any, like any punk band we just want to make good music true okay. that's true we just want to make good tr music and getting popular is the byproduct yeah. <laughs> work that's hard nice. work hard and and make a lot of music there we go and then the rest will come i think it's good that you have like a, a small following that are consistent and then they give you feedback like do you act on that feedback when you then go to like consider other concepts for songs uh yeah um to be fair like we a lot of the messages that i get uh, aren't very they're very nice but you know they're not as like some of like we i have a few people like um our friend twig uh oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who actually gives us like he actually gives us like feedback well at least he gives me feedback on like how well uh, how the guitars sounded how like everything sounded in like mixing wise um especially especially for this new thing he really uh he was like yeah the guitars sound really good uh the mixing is really good but um a lot of the criticism criticism you know comments you know a lot of it's very good um i think the only bad criticism we got was um i think i forgot who it was it might have been john's mr. dad Millward. or mr Millward, oh. one of the, the who said he didn't like uh no mr Millward, our teacher said he didn't like the uh the first track because it sounded a bit too like my bloody valentine or something i well, forgot no, he said it sounded like a radiohead ripoff because that we that too stroke we did the exact structure of like my own lung or something and then your dad didn't like uh our last track because it was yeah, uh, but really it was cool. two drunk men fighting at the bottom of a well so that's what it um, sounds like yeah it's, it is what it sounds like uh well, but wanna, again i want to i want to hear what that sounds like I've never that is that is what also sets us apart we don't um like my what what john's dad said is we're that song specifically was very self-indulgent i think at this point we're not really like in the mindset of like we want to make uh, we have 12 tracks to record we have to be serious for everyone we kind of just like as long as we have fun recording it and we like the end product we'll put it out there it's like you know any music is good music uh well I'm not oh, going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that debate. But any music is like that we come up with is like as long as it comes out well is something we'll be happy to share with people, even if it's oh, it's whatever zero equals one was. But um, <laughs> yeah, we will we'll always share like every aspect of what we make, not just like the best songs. Obviously, we try and make every song the best, but we don't, you know, cherry pick off like you know. 30 songs we don't cherry pick like eight songs out of 30. and that's um, for making the singles 
Exactly. A lot of the songs that we write are during the sessions that we're supposed to write them for. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like we we don't pay attention to like what like you know what people think is too self-indulgent stuff we just do what we like to do yes. it, at the end of the day you're still trying to cultivate your own sound and if you yeah, want to say when you sound similar to this band or this that's only really understandable because you're just use i feel like in order to create your own sound you have to sample loads of others yeah and have like a collage of sounds and be like right this is what i want to sound like the most yeah like me and john we do have sort of similar tastes but we both have very like far out things we that we both listen to yeah. yeah we have different roots but yeah like i said i listen to more indie slash songwriter singer things uh so i'm more inclined to write like more slower like ballad kind of things that are like you know uh, but i can still write quite rocky you know fast-paced songs what fun that'll be good because then like the energies that you both have will like balance each other out yeah that's true yeah like um with this new thing we have a lot of different we have like some fast songs at the start and then it transitions to a more somber kind of thing but yeah we we both have a lot of different we have different roots and we both have we have like slightly converging tastes in like king gizzard radiohead the beat well the beatles is kind of yeah because i don't listen to them anymore taken influence from the Beatles in a while but we still listen to them yeah so yeah that yeah we're very niche I guess if, as you could say like with all of the stuff that we make like we make heart, fast songs we make slow songs we make absolute gibberish it's like the whole spectrum of of music yeah, yeah as you said something for everyone yeah something yeah, for everyone um you keep referring to this new thing I'm assuming that's the new album would you like to tell me about something um from before that and uh, the inspiration behind jack and the beanstalk okay oh. so jack and the beanstalk is like uh john i'll we, we can get to that because that's like the newest thing and i think that deserves <laughs> an entire section john will probably talk about that because he wrote oh. most of it but um the, t the two albums that we've kind of decided on um were basically this is this is this is going to require a lot of storytelling but <laughs> um in april of last year, uh, 2020, we decided that we wanted to make, no, no, it was April this year, sorry, that's stupid. Uh, in, in in this year, we were like, we wanna, we actually wanna do an album because for the past like two years since we started working together, we were like, oh yeah, let's make an album. And that's where like Typewriter and Society came in. And then we never got anywhere with it because we just didn't have- We wanted uh, to make a concept album. Yeah, and we've always wanted to make a concept. Even A Penny For Your Thoughts was a concept album at first. But um, yeah, no. Um, well, it's basically an album from what I understand, like this is what I've heard as a definition. It's like an album with an overarching narrative yeah, where all of the songs, yeah, the, the, all of the songs link into like the story that we're trying to tell. So originally a penny for your thoughts was a concept thing about, I don't know what it, it was about, like a group of like resistance against, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very like, you know, very classic kind of concept album. But um, we were hoping to make it, you know, our own thing with like our sound, our sounding quotation marks. But um, we, yeah, we we decided that it was going to be like I think it was sixteen tracks. Um, very a, a bit ambitious for a, a recording who for for an artist that has never recorded before. Yeah. Um, but we had all of the songs written, 
So uh, summer came and we we recorded the first eight, which was what's on our first album, um, which were the songs that we were most proud of and the songs that we wanted to actually put out first. Uh, and then recently we went through a bit of a, a bit of a phase where we were like, I don't want to, John was like, I don't want to record much. Uh, understandably, because he was quite burnt out from the first recording and he wanted to do his own thing. But then uh, John started working on his first like proper solo thing after like, yeah. you know, that thing. Uh, and then he found out he he couldn't do it. And he, um, I, I got four tracks. Four tracks. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he got four tracks done and then was like, yeah, I think we should just use this as the band stuff because the album that he was writing was kind of like a, a spiritual sequel to yeah, I our want, first one. I wanted to follow up the sound because I know we were talking about like Satellite already at that point. Yeah, is Satellite is the next, next project. Next, 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 next project. Next album. Uh, yes. Next, next album. Um, yeah, next, next album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've, uh, we're, like, we were talking about that being like the official second album. But I still felt that I wasn't quite done with the sound that we were going for on A Penny For Your Thoughts. So I decided I wanted to use the solo album to kind of finish that off. Yeah. Um, But I guess like that's why we're kind of and then like obviously that solo album became the first half of like uh, the of our next like our basically these two albums kind of fall under one project. We like I like to refer to them as projects, and then the albums come in the projects. But it's kind of the end, the book end of the A Penny for Your Thoughts, like sound, because we want to move, like we kind of. I I'm inspired by King Gizzard a lot, and what they do every album is it's we're not going to do something as drastic as that. They kind of shift genres every, well, every like every album to like, on any given week. Yeah. <laughs> on any given week like but like in millions almost uh yeah because they went from like in 2017 they went from like quite uh they started like psychedelic and then they got quite heavy Is and then 29 um the i don't know there's not really a, a thing to I, I can't describe them but yeah we i was inspired by that but uh in the next project which is satellite that's what we're calling it so you, you oh spoiler um but in the next project uh, we want to kind of move away from i don't to be fair there's not really a i can't really pin a genre on it because a penny for your thoughts there's a lot of songs that are what that could be classes like rock and then more others that could be classes like alternative stuff like so i guess it's just like alternative rock so we're kind of um moving away from that i guess um yeah. uh and yeah it's i, I am uh yeah so a rose tinted spyglass, which is what the next one is called. Uh, again, spoilers. The next, uh, next, next album. No, no, this, ne no, this next, next album we're working on right now. The next one we're working on right now that should come out. I, I'm not going to say when it comes out. Spoilers. Next, uh, sometime. Yeah, sometime, maybe early, maybe Valentine's Day. I don't know. Hmm. But well, I think um, we'll do it on Valentine's Day. I, yeah. No, the, the oh, joke wait, was that I'm pretending that I don't know, but I actually do. But uh, we have. Oh man, we have eight minutes. What? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But so because I am very broke because I'm a student, I I can't afford like the maximum plan. So uh, no pressure, yeah. but like eight minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so let me explain this quickly. A Rose Into Spyglass is like the other eight songs that we didn't want to put on 
that we didn't have time to put on the first album. So that's basically the end of that project, and then satellite will be what we do for the most most of next year. Um, yeah, let's let's end that there. That's 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 the whole description of it. Right. Uh, we talk about Jack and the Beanstalk then. Oh yeah, Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk. John. Right here we go. Um, okay, so I have like a little backstory about me. I have like some quite deep roots in um, folk music, and um, like <laughs> like old American music, I guess. Um, such as like bluegrass and a bit of country um, and uh, yeah but like one of the I've been going to these camps like my entire life uh, where um, we, it's like old American hillbilly music <laughs> kind of um, playing all the time and you know there's about there's a few geezers with some banjos there's a few geezers with some guitars. Um, a few, uh, you know, you get the art of accordion player sometimes. But um, uh, one of the most, one of like the most popular instruments there is mandolin, um, particularly in bluegrass music. Um, and like my mum has a mandolin, and it's, it it really is a beautiful sound. And so when I was, I, I remember, I wrote. Jack and the Beanstalk because I was messing around with a mandolin as opposed to like writing more guitar rock and everything like I usually would um and I'd recently been listening to a bit of Led Zeppelin so like that kind of folk rock idea was kind of in my head I wrote like a kind of um riff thing in on a mandolin which was some quite straight um 4-4 rock um, and then I kind of decided to uh, mess with the time signature a bit for the verse and give it five beats instead of four. And so it's kind of like a mix of this alternative that we're going for with like the distortion on the bass and electric guitar, which I later put in um, and a kind of influence from um, folk music and everything with the lead instrument being a mandolin. Um, and then I decided that like, a mystical theme for the lyrics would be quite interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and so I chose to rip off the Jack and the Beanstalk story. Um, but I, and I don't, I, this is one of the occasions where like I wrote some lyrics and then I interpreted them, them myself later. I was sitting in my English class and I was learning about um, like Shakespearean times and everything and like Shakespearean plays and how, you know, uh, these writers would end up having to like write to please the monarch of the time. Yeah. Because otherwise they could be subject to like execution or exile or something. So they had to be careful. And it was that kind of censorship that I put in like, um, I put like, I hinted at that in the lyrics of the second verse of Jack and the Beanstalk. Because the first verse goes over like, fee fi fo fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman, that kind of thing. Um, and it's just like, basically ripped off straight from the story. Um, but then the second verse goes into, um, I smell the blood of an Englishman with nothing left in life to lose or something. Uh, and then it was like, um, write your words down as the poets do, a risky choice of words you choose. Um, and I was like, um, I was just thinking that censorship of ideas and storytelling at the time was something I guess I felt kind of like a bit annoyed by yeah, just like the censorship of creativity, which I feel is still something that we experience today. So I thought I'd put that in there. 
Yeah, no, I think a lot of what we read, a lot of the press that we consume and media, it's very um, shaped by certain dominant ideologies and therefore it's def very difficult to know what to trust and know which sources to read and which to, you know, stick to. So, yeah, that's... I don't have that deep of an insight to the, that sort of thing. It's <laughs> interesting that it's sort of historic, like this propaganda was even within plays and then people were yeah. that and it'd all be to condition people to agree with certain dominant ideologies. Yeah. Do yeah, like for the that. last bit, do you do we want to talk about our future plans like just quickly? Yeah, of course, uh, isn't promote like oh I'm yeah. Running out of time. Okay. Yeah. So coming out soon is going to be another single that we're doing uh from the album i think which 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 is what hooligan, we agreed on hooligan. yeah hooligan one of the slower songs it's like a what is it uh pixies rip off, that's it. Okay. <laughs> it's the last one i came up with before i decided i was too tired yeah but um yeah hooligan which is also going to have a b-side on it because jack and the beadstock was just a single song um because we didn't think it fit, uh, fit on any of the albums um, and then hopefully, if everything goes to plan and John does his vocal work over the holidays, I'm looking at John. Um, okay, okay. We'll be able to get uh, we'll be able to get our second album project in the project of a penny for your thoughts uh, done and released on Valentine's Day, 2022. That is the plan. Yeah. Um, you can go and listen to all of our stuff. It's literally everywhere. There's like you Spotify know, Spotify and Amazon, yeah, literally YouTube and it literally. But yeah, if you haven't yet had a taste for the work that we've done, then obviously that's a good place to start because the next album is very similar to the first, but still characteristically different. Um, so it, I think it's it's a good idea in any band, not just ours. To if you haven't heard their first like where they came from or like, you know their first sort of few projects it's good to go back and you know see the evolution and like you know stuff like that yeah, so better you understanding know of why yeah. you sound this way and why um i feel like you guys use a lot of things that you're angry about like disparities in the world and like channel it into songwriting which i think is really cool yeah it's mainly like it's kind of like doing that but like we're not actively like being That's angry while we're exciting. writing it's like it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind a very, of it's a very subtle middle finger yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. An, obs an observation a bit of social commentary yeah so. over the next year we have like plans for probably a few more singles while we're writing the next project which is we're going to take the entire year to write because we want to get this is like our first proper thing uh that we want to do because uh the first two albums we've written are like kind of glorified eps because they're barely 30 minutes each so you know we want to write like a full-length project that's like 40 minutes or so soon so that'll be like our project for next year uh so it's it's very packed we're very i'm very dedicated to making music with the band it's like the one thing that i want to do right now yeah but yeah two albums by the end of february uh and then more music coming from there Ooh, okay, That's a minute left. Is there anything like uh, a hidden talent or a joke that you guys want to end with? Oh, I can. Oh. Like I can. I used to be able to do an ollie on a skate. Uh, Alan Monts drop kicks me across music. I did do that, <laughs> and the oh teacher caught me. Like, very naughty. Um, but yeah, it it was fun. There's a lot of hidden talents, but you know, I don't think there's enough time to go into them. But yeah, yes, I hate to I end can... up on violence, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, my thumb can bend backwards the other way. I don't know why it just does. Oh, well, I'm I, glad I, that we can't. I'm double jointed. <laughs> yeah, same. 
But before okay. we go, make sure to stream our album. Do it, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> we thank need you. it. Right, thank you guys for joining me. So I'm doing thumbs up and doing the double jointed thing, but you can't see. Yeah. It. Hope you enjoyed that episode, everybody. And if you're listening in December, have an amazing Christmas. And if you're listening in January, I hope you have an amazing New Year. And if you're listening at any other time, thank you for being here.